What's going on, Penguin Lifers? It's your girls, Mo. And Ken. Back at it again for another episode. And this time, we're discussing non-negotiables and what that looks like to us and our guests, Jay and Niche. You're going to get four different perspectives that might get your wheels turning. And it's definitely worth the listen. So check it out. And we hope you enjoy. Peace Peace and and positive vibes. topic of infidelity per se and we were both talking about what's a what's a little too i jewel feel like okay well if it's a little kiss then it's not that serious whereas monique and manisha (laughs) feel like uh uh-uh like a kiss is cheating texting is cheating like all of the above is cheating right and i just want to make a quick point about it because I had my feelings about cheating. I don't want anyone to cheat on me, of course, right? I've done cheating before. I know what it feels like on the receiving end and the giving end. But now in this day and age, I don't, I'm not thinking about cheating. I don't want to cheat on me. I just feel like, hey, you're unhappy. Talk about it. Let's keep it moving. But I do think that for Mo and Lanisha, that, you know, our parents, great-grandparents, grandparents, they was together for 40-plus years, right? You think they ain't deal with a little bit of cheating, they ain't deal with a little bit of kissing, they ain't deal with a little bit of telephone wire messages. Like, come on. You I'm know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I'm we give up don't. too soon. And that's another reason why millennials don't be lasting in these merges and relationships. No, 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 no. Because no. I tell you, all right, let me let me put it like this. My, grand, my grandparents, my grandfather just died. My grandparents been married for 55 plus years. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure there's some things that went down. He might have been going to go see somebody. You know, he could have been going to see somebody else or my grandmother. You know, anything. I'm not saying that that's what happened because I don't know. But I don't doubt (coughs) that something like that, you know, happened in, in, in their union. But I just... You choose to stay. And, and continue to endure or go through that. You don't have to basically go through something like that and you are obligated to give this person a second chance. You, you don't have to do that. If you know deep down inside that this person did something that's just, you just know that it's unforgivable. You're not going to be able to really truly get over it or get through it. Even if you talk about it with them, y'all feel like y'all come to a, you know, a mutual understanding and y'all are on the same page but if you're that person that you feel like you hurt me so bad that one thing that you might have felt was minute that was a huge blow to me and I don't feel like I can trust that part enough to continue this or to trust you with this part of myself again I'm gonna have to kind of really so let me ask you this question right and <clears throat> right when it comes to infidelity is there a difference between when you're dating girlfriend engaged 
to when you're actually a married woman. Because I feel like when you're in a marriage, it's not no, I'm gonna break it, I'm breaking out with you because I kissed somebody else. <coughs> what was it? Yeah, so I, I definitely feel like when you're married, you can't just up and be like, oh, I'm breaking out with you because I kissed somebody on accident. Like, I mean, I keep talking about the kiss because I feel like it's a, may, it could be like a real thing, a major form of something that could be considered so small or so big, right? We all know like you're fucking, let's take it to a whole nother level. But kissing, it, it could be for people like, oh, it's not that serious. Or it could be like a blowout, like she said. So is there a big difference between when you're actually married, I mean, go to the courthouse <coughs> and had to file for divorce, or this is just my girlfriend and she, she kissed somebody else? Well, this is Ken and me personally. If I am married to you and you kiss someone else or someone else kisses you, however you want to dress that up, I personally am not going down to the courthouse to go file no papers over no kiss. However, comma, if you are in a emotional relationship, I'm filing the papers tomorrow. If you are in a sexual relationship, I'm filing the papers today. Because then you play on my stats. <laughs> However, if you're in an emotional or something more deeply rooted, it's a wrap for me. A kiss, you could forget all about that tomorrow. We're going to go to counseling. We're going to go see a young love, one of them, to go figure this out because you shouldn't be in a position to be kissing nobody. Mm -hmm. But if you're in that position and that happens, then we can work through that. But non-negotiables for me, personally, is anything physical and anything that you can't get that person off your brain. Because an emotional cheat is somebody that you think about 24-7. You want to text them. You want to call them. Hey, how's your day? And anytime you get to that, hey, how's your day status you actually care enough mm -hmm. to care about they day yep. and so for me that's a non-negotiable i can't come in between you and sally because sally now has your attention in the way that i used to have it so that's not necessarily i'm going to go draft up some papers but if you're emotionally involved or you and sally seeing each other every saturday i'm finna drop these papers because that's a non-negotiable for me mm -hmm. i definitely believe it's a if it's an emotional connection it's definitely a cutoff because that's just on a totally different level. But I also think, like I was talking to you guys about, um, that so many of these situations can be prevented uh, mm -hmm. because people are always so naive to, to act like they don't know what's going on. They don't know when people are flirting with them and whatever it may have you. But I feel like you do know those things, and that should be that time period where you stop the drinks Thank or you, you switch the chair or whatever it is that you got to exactly. do in order to go on with the night, but that never happens. And then you get caught up in this position <coughs> and trying to ask for forgiveness. But what did you do to prevent it right. when you know that you could have? There you go. I still don't think that's kind of fair. I like, I feel like <coughs> there is, like, an exception to almost every rule because it's always – that was <laughs> what's the scenario what's the circumstance what is it dependent upon right i'm that person i think because i'm a libra unbalanced. we're the scale unbalanced right? so we are balanced scales right so we always play that neutral position like we need the evidence right mm -hmm. like all right so what happened y'all was at the ball 
And then y'all was just too much friendliness going on. Like, I want you to break it down for me, right? So then I can make a fair judgment of what your punishments are. Yeah, so what if I say, yeah, babe, I know I had eight drinks. We were sitting next to each other the whole time. We was in there. She gave rubbing on my back. rubbing on my arm the whole time. And I just sat there, babe. We were just continuing to talk and chill and everything else. And then, boop, she done kissed me. And I done kissed her back. Then what? Then what? And then I'm gonna be like, so while after the fifth drink, then you move. <laughs> like I'm going to be, I want to know like all of the details, like what led up to this. And then I'm gonna say, well, you should have done X, Y, and Z. But now I feel like I can't trust you, so I'm gonna go out here and blah 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 blah, or whatever, mm-hmm. make, whatever I'm feeling in that moment. Like I ain't that person that was like. I came home, I'm like, I kissed the girl. Oh my fucking God! You're the worst person in the world! I'm like, you ain't even get a person a chance to explain. I don't yeah. think it has to be all of that. And I definitely believe that, you know, you have to navigate the, the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I, I still feel like I'm, I'm going to go to the very end that people put themselves in situations where they know it can be prevented. Like, the example I used was the, the friend that I have. I know that she's going through something. If I go and have dinner with her, I'm not going to have multiple drinks so that I can be fully present. Just in case something might pop up, I can be like, uh-uh, I'm in this committed thing that's not has going. And furthermore, that ain't what you want right now. You really want to fix what, you know, going on in your personal life, and that ain't really with me. But not enough people, one, have the courage to do that and two they just they act like it's not even there they see the signs and they still walk right into it correct Mm -hmm. so that comes into play with you being naive because this is a thing you're not gonna be naive on my time is what i'm saying if Susie that work with you is buying you lunch every day right and if Susie is saying oh let's sit together in the cafeteria during our one hour lunch break Susie is really enjoying your company a little bit too much right. so what i'm saying is i'm not going to go see Susie at six o'clock when we get off work because she already enjoying the one hour that we get right. during the day is the day so that goes a little bit further where you when you in a committed relationship marriage dating courtship whatever y'all want to call it when you in that situation and you know that you have the potential to change the outcome of something you should absolutely do that because you never know if you stepping on that person that you with non-negotiables some people say texting is cheating mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you send a text at 12 a.m who is she and why are you talking to her right. mm-hmm. I personally, from my house, I have hours of respect. If you're not a soror, best friend, known you past 10 years, you're not hitting my line at midnight. That's unacceptable because I'm not quite sure what you want at that point. You don't know me enough to want to call me at that time of night. Hello. But if we have known each other, we've been homegirls, whatever, I'm going to pick up for you. But if you call me at midnight and then the next day I see you at work and you're like, oh, girl, you ain't answering my call. I wasn't. Because I feel like you were looking for me to disrespect my home. And that was never going to happen. Because the thing is, the disrespect don't just happen in one day. No, It's a compiled situation. I'm bringing you a little steak dinner that I cooked overnight. And then the next time, I'm like, oh, let's go for drinks, girl. They be stressing us out in management. You know what I'm saying? And then it's going, oh, let's give a little two-step tongue and groove move. That's a little bit too much. Because here y'all are building up to this disrespectfulness of your home. Right. So, you know, you really have to just think about it because like Lanisha said, it's a buildup. 
if you know you're going out with your homegirl and she in a vulnerable place, you probably shouldn't be getting lit with her. Mm-hmm. You probably should be, cons- you know what I'm saying, watching yourself and watching where you're going because that superhero syndrome is a real thing. She might look at you and what you got going on and want that for herself, not because she wants you, but because she wants the situation. Right. And that's what people don't really see. And they're like, oh, well, she kissed me. But what did you do? That's the million dollar question. What did you do though? You know what I'm saying? And I'ma talk, um, all right, with my, my ex-wife, right? That was something that throughout the course of our entire relationship, that's what I went through. It was like every day was something else popping up. You know what I'm saying? It would be something like she was somewhere, she saw somebody that she knew, you know, from some time ago. You know, they hug and, you know, they start exchanging numbers. Next thing I know, right, right. (laughs) And when I would ask, well, why would you do that? It was always on some, well, you know, they were my homie back then. I never, you know, nothing happened with us. We just, you know, whatever. And I'm already on 10 because I'm like, first of all, ain't no other. You don't need to know no other studs but me. But you know what I'm saying? But regardless of that, there was always an excuse as to why this person is able to come in, why this person is able to come in, why I allowed this person this much access to me. So eventually being the investigator that I am, every single person that, you know what I'm saying, would she would have one of those type of relationships with, I would find out so much about them through just having casual conversation with her because I would manipulate her mind to the point where she just tells me everything that I want to hear because I asked so many questions in different ways. And it was just, I was That's finding confusing. so much. It wasn't for me because I was keeping track of it. I was putting tabs on it. So I was keeping receipts. So it was like, okay, Whitney. So it was like, with that type of thing, then I will always say, this is how such as I will, I will talk to her. This is how such and such is going to play out. I guarantee you, this is what's going to happen. This person, they're going to do this. The next step that what they're going to do as far as communicating with you is this. I guarantee you that's going to happen. And nine times out of 10, it happens. And I'm like, what will make me happy is if you figured out your plan B, C, and or D, should any of those things happen. You should already be one step ahead of that shit or cut the shit off. Because right now I'm telling you to cut it off, but you're mad at me. You're mad at me because I'm telling you to get away or do away from an old friend of yours or whatever. So I feel you, you're making me feel like I have no real reason to push y'all away. But if I'm seeing some things that y'all are doing that I don't like and it's disrespectful to me, I have a huge problem with that. And that will test my trust in you or completely obliterate it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'll, I'll never be able to feel like I could trust you when other people pop, when old people that you know pop up, or even if somebody new comes in and you just want to be oh so friendly. I went through that type of shit every single day mm-hmm. for the amount of time that, you know, we were married. Yeah. I dealt with people threatening my life, saying that I did X, Y, and Z, and uh, at the time, my wife should have been, my ex-wife should have been theirs. And I was just threatening my whole life, coming for me, talking about they want to kill me and shit. And I'm like, who the fuck are these people? How did they get their number? Oh, I was able to hack into some stuff. And I found so many, like, things that just, it was like it confirmed every single 
Wait. doubt and every single issue that we had, it was like, look, what was going on? So it's like, those were things I, I, I got complacent in the marriage and things like that. So I stayed for as long as I did, but those are the things that I went through and I would, I, it killed me. Yeah. So in between that divorce and meeting Kendra, I had a lot of shit to fix. Yeah. Had a lot of shit to fix, but it's just, now that I'm married, there's definitely some things within this marriage that I'm not going to tolerate. Like she said, she's got her people hours. If you're not family, right. close friend enough, to, I could call you sister or something like that. You don't need to be hitting my line. And me, I don't like people, period. So if you texting me and you calling me, first of all, I'm be like, yo, what the fuck are you, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? Don't do that. Don't disrespect my house. And I damn sure don't want my wife feeling any kind of way about something that doesn't even exist. I don't want to give her even the inkling that something could yeah, be going on. So don't do that. Yeah, that goes back to, to that whole making sure that, you know, you're preventing those situations. A lot of people, a lot of people that are in relationships, they have a hard time fully explaining what their barriers are to people right. as if they if do. you tell them that's the barrier that you're going to lose them as a friend well Correct. they're not your friend anyway if they can't respect what's going on Correct. in their house. boundaries and right. if they can't respect them then it's like you're not my friend right nah right so I, I you're just passing through homie Definitely not. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like true friends and true, um, you know, people that are genuinely a part of your tribe, as they say. I feel like those people really understand your boundaries. They respect your household, mm-hmm. and if they on the same wavelength and the same path as you, they really don't even have no reason to be, you know what I'm saying, disrupting what you have going on or, you know what I'm saying, coming disrespectful or anything like that. I feel like they have every reason to be supporting you and what you have going on and making sure that, you know, um, they just not coming across that way. Like, I have people now in my life, sorority sisters and the such, that are like, I'm just not going to call you after a certain time right. because that's my level of respect for your household. Right. Like, that's y'all downtime together. That takes a big person to see. Oh, my sister been at work for nine hours. She going home to a wife. She got a son. She got a dog. She got a whole house to, you know what I'm saying, upkeep. I'm not going to call her after a certain time unless it's important. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But those are the kind of people that you should have in your circle, especially when you know that it can look away if it's not meant to be away. And so when it comes to me, Kendra, just to put this all out there, my non-negotiables are infidelity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lying about what you truly feel. Meaning if I'm not really making you happy, tell me that have a conversation with me. Mm -hmm. If something is feeling lackluster, I would like the opportunity to fix it. So that is a that is a deal breaker for me and a non-negotiable because I can't fix what I don't know about. And even though we supposedly mentally are in tune, you might be starving for something that I don't even know you need. Mm-hmm. And so you have to tell me those things because I cannot continue to progress on something that I don't know what's missing. Other than that, I feel like the sky's the limit. I can make everything else work. All right. And that was uh, Dr. Kendra. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't really have a bunch of, I don't want to say non, um, a non-negotiable for me is definitely disrespect. And I don't tolerate disrespect from, from anybody, whether that's in a relationship, that's a family ship, that's an associateship, like employee to employee. (laughs) Like I just don't tolerate any level of disrespect from anybody. So that's definitely a non-negotiable for me and also um like taking away my options 
Mm-hmm. Like, if I feel like, like this is a, a, we in a relationship, I feel like don't make decisions for me without my consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a definitely a non-negotiable for me. But kind of other than that... You can get through it. I mean, I have, like, I have a list, probably, what people would consider, like, like a, what I want my person to be, like, funny, light-skinned, mm-hmm. dressed, skinny. Like, that was just right. Uh, ooh, fit. Perfect fit. Boom. I got my little list that I kind of stick to. But um, other than that, those non-negotiables, I had to say would be the disrespect and the taking away my options. Is, that's it for me, personally. I feel that, though. I feel What'd that. What'd you say, baby? My non-negotiables would um, be infidelity, mm-hmm. um, selfishness. Selfishness is one I feel like is very hard to navigate because sometimes people don't show you that um, until midway through. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a definite non-negotiable. I think that while we want to maintain our own individuality, like you have to be able to compromise for, oh, yes. the, for the betterment of the partnership. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The last thing that is very much so a non-negotiable is someone who's not spiritual. I feel like that's one of the things that I sort of overlooked in my past relationships, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is partly one of the reasons why Jewel is the fitting piece. Um, it's because we can kind of grow um, in that sense, mm-hmm. and I think it's one of the, the best ways for you to grow, only really the ultimate way for you. Right. And so that's probably my third. I agree with that. I, I wish y'all could see how Jewel is sitting here with this smile on her face with these little chipmunk cheek teeth. I wish y'all could see it. I wish y'all could see it, but it just wasn't the right thing to record. But well, I guess I'll go. Well, I'm the last person to go. Anyway. It's okay, baby. We say the best for last. Ah, what? All right. So my non-negotiables: number one, number one, number one, number one is infidelity. I, I just can't. I've been there. I just cannot go back to that, and I refuse to do that. I refuse to compromise that. Um, I would say another I, part of it would be, you know, um, selfishness too. Like I, I give a lot, and I would like for my partner to be to give a lot as well. I'm not talking about monetarily or anything like that, but. I want to see how selfless you can be daily. Like, and it's not just something you putting on to show me, well, I can do this. No, it, but is that you? That's what I want. And then number three, your has got to, you got to be funny, man. Because <laughs> humor is everything to me. Like, I swear... Jim Carrey is my uncle somewhere down the line, man, I swear. But it's like I, laughter is so healing for the soul and the mind and your spirit all together. It's like being able to just have a a good laugh, a good-ass cackle about something. It's like I feel like it's a release of negative energy and you're really, like, embracing what's positive. And I would like my partner to really enjoy that part of life like I do. And that's definitely a non-negotiable because if you can't make me laugh, boy, you're going to have some problems. You're about to have some problems. Oh, so you think I'm funny? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> slap knee. Little, little knee slap funny. <laughs> Man. 
But that's all we got for you guys. These are our non-negotiables. Definitely like, share this video if you know your non-negotiables. And if you're single, what are they? If you're in a relationship, what are they? If you marry, what's some things that would make you reconsider said marriage? Like, what are some things that you absolutely know we only get to do this life once. I absolutely have to have these things in my life partner. Share those things below. We would love to hear from you.